Now the shotgun start in golf is full of mathematics. Um, there's a lot of a lot of setup work that we have to do in order to make a tournament work. So I'm going to demonstrate to you just exactly how we do a shotgun start here. And here we go. All right, all right, all right. Greetings and welcome to a Wednesday edition of the Shotgun Start. It is September 21st. Andy, how are we doing? Brendan, I'm doing well. That was sort Just, of a tempered uh, response. We're on the eve of the President's Cup. This is uh, this is a serious podcast today. You know, we're talking about one of the one of the great international team competitions that golf has. That's true. Are you being facetious? Well, there aren't many, so it is one of the great ones. I. People seem to be shitting on this left and right. It is, in fact, um, is it is it Alabama versus like an FCS school, or is it like Texas A and M versus I don't know uh, Appalachian State? Like I, I, it is, it is a very it is a mismatch on paper. It's also match play. And everybody talks about it's fickle. Everybody's a pro golfer. If you're in this thing, you can beat anybody. But there's also like, and sample size isn't big enough for you know. Uh, you know, the most dominant team on paper to win every time. But that's kind of what's happened basically since this thing started. It's what happened in 2017. Uh, it felt like the tide had turned a little bit with a nip and tuck one in 2019 and a bunch of up and coming players. Many of them, some of them have left and are disqualified. And what we have left is the, I think according to Justin Ray, it is the highest, the highest average world ranking of any team in the history of the event. It's at 48.9. So, yes. That's what happens when you lose like four top 30 players. Uh, but people that are dumping on it, they, these, I, I'm giving you all the qualifications. I'm not telling you how to feel. Like if you want to, if people can get shots off about it, they can. But we have 24 of the top 100 players in the world playing a team match play event this week that is better than a lot of weeks in professional golf. Is that fair to say? Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't say I've been waiting for this for six months or a year. You've been waiting for it more day. than Sunday night. Yes, definitely. <laughs> no one waits for Sunday night. It's the worst <laughs> night of the week. But I'm excited about it. This I, I'm excited. I, I, I'm interested to see it. I want to watch it. Um, even 2017, which was bad. I went to it. It was bad. I was looking back. And funny shit happened. It was interesting. It was better than the week of the whatever, 3M, Rocket Mortgage, the Wentworth, a lot of events. So I guess like I'm pretty excited about it this week. And that's has nothing to do with – I'm also excited to not talk about – another live versus the PGA tour thing for an entire week. You know, we're gonna have to get into the world rankings points. Greg Norman, again, writing letters to people who didn't ask for them. He's just the master of that. Um, At least this one didn't start with surely you just, you know, he tries to deliver a letter to Tiger Woods rejected sending, you know, letters out to the world to Jay Monahan. He's like the opposite of, you know, that, uh, the, the Arl Palmer hagiography about how like he would always write back a letter. This is like the op, you know, when everyone would send Arnold a letter, he would write back, allegedly. That was like a big thing. This is the opposite of that. This is the Norman corollary, where you just start writing letters to people who didn't ask for them out of nowhere and PR stunts. I'm uh, excited for Flashback Friday. I found some, some really provocative early President's Cup stuff with Norman. You have to do with Gregory? Yeah. I was looking at 1994. <laughs> Le- leading, well, leading a mutiny. <laughs> oh, God. That doesn't sound like him. Come on. <laughs> That's not his track record here. Um, I'm excited for the for the President's Cup. I'm not going to tell you it's on par with the Masters. Look, you can feel whatever you want to feel about it. I hate when you know golf tournaments try to manipulate your feelings. But uh, the fact of the matter is you have 24 of the top 100 world players in the world 
more or less. Pendrith is like 109. Playing a team match play event. That's better than nothing. I think we'll still get some good shit, funny stuff out of it. And um, if it's close, all the better. I don't know that it will be. Where are you at right now? You don't seem too enthused. Well, I, you know, am I more enthused than 3M? Sure. Right? <laughs> like, well, that's I, all I'm saying. People just seem <laughs> to shit on it, like, because of the guys that aren't there or that it's not the Ryder Cup. It means well, a lot to, like, some people. I think a good barometer is, like, tomorrow, I was thinking about my day tomorrow, and I was like, well, I got to watch the first round of the President's Cup. And how many tournaments is it, like, you have to watch? There aren't that many, and I think that is significant, right? It's, you know, is it one of the 10 best events on a calendar uh, when it's in a, in a calendar year? Sure. Yeah, yeah. it is. Is it is it Riviera Genesis? No, probably not. Is it a major? No. Is it at the level of the players? No. Um, would it be if the guys were playing? Absolutely. Like, if... If you had Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, and and I don't want to talk too much about the guys that aren't there, but like the simple fact is if Cam Smith, Joaquin Neiman, Louis Ustase, and Abe Answer are on this international team, all of a sudden then you're like, wow, they could roll out like some pretty impressive lineups. Wade and Ormsby. this would be yeah. and this would yeah. If you brought the whole punch team and and, no. and the Ironheads minus uh Kevin Nah. <laughs> but but anyways, if you if you had those guys, this event would be really intriguing. And I think really? that like, well, I think the trajectory of the international team is super promising. Right. Like all of a sudden, like you, you bring in Cam Smith, who's arguably the best player in the world right now. Like yep. you have the alpha of the event effectively. And you have Hideki and, and Sung Jay and, and Tom Kim. And, you know, you, you Joaquin Neiman, you're like, wow, like, you know, what made, you know, when I thought, think back to the President's Cup last year, what made that event so awesome? Like two of the guys that made it awesome were Neiman and and Cam Smith. Cam Smith beating JT in singles was felt really significant. And if you think back to like who Cam Smith was then and who Cam Smith is now, there's almost like a straight line of like that mattered. Right. And then you throw in like Adam Scott, like that, this event would have a lot of juice. So you with those guys, the, the live thing is uh, obviously a major deal, but for you in this specific one, it completely nuked it. I I mean, I don't know if I'm just, I mean, you took, you took completely not worth it anymore. That, that is a very precipitous cause for you. Not, not so reality is that you got four guys that would be top 25 players, especially because they haven't gotten like Abe and Abe and Louie aren't because they haven't gotten world ranking points since whenever, you know? Yeah. And so those, you got four guys that would be top 25 players in the world and you've replaced them with Taylor Pendrith, one Oh nine. Um, like, I don't mean this. To, this is not a disparagement. Of, yeah, you like this is not disparaging to Taylor Pendrith, like or Bizadenhout. Like it's just the reality. Like they, these aren't the same type of players. And when you look at the the American team, I don't know if they necessarily. We talked about this on Sunday a, li- a little, but I, they didn't really get hurt much by it. Their average no. world ranking is yeah. eleven. I think I saw there's ten guys rated higher than the international's highest rated guy, which is Hideki at like seventeen. And think about it if if Cam Smith is playing, like all of a sudden it's like they got the best guy. There's that all like I don't think that matters that much, but you could trot Cam Smith out there four times or however many sessions there are. What five sessions, right? There's five on Thursday, five on Friday. Yeah. yeah. You so you can trot him out every single session and you can feel like, hey, We've got the best player in five matches. And the reality now is that they have the best player in zero matches. Yeah. I was looking back at what I wrote 2017. It's the only President's Cup I wrote, went to. I remember like, I mean, that was exceptionally, because like, it was like New York City. It was basically like a business convention. Like they put these, you know, 
business guys on the ferry over, you know, and it was just like yeah. everybody in pleated pants and primely pressed shirts, just trying to get business done with the golf tournament going on the side of it. I don't think it'll be like be a big banking scene, be a yeah, big I mean, banker, banker, Charlotte, banker weekend yeah. in, in Charlotte. And the Ryder Cup, of course, has a lot of brands circling on the outside, making a lot of money. But the, the President's Cup is a, a very, it is, it is a cash cow or a, a attempted cash cow. Usually they've done a great job in that regard. I don't know about building an identity for it, but, um, I mean, that's, just, what the, that's what the tour the does well. Yeah. The tour, what the tour does well is monetize things. Right. And I, I, I don't know. Are Charlotte people going to come out and be really, what, I mean, what's worse? The internationals win. Like how, what happens if the internationals win? I mean, the greatest thing in the world would be the internationals winning. I, I guess the worst part what about happens then is that, that it would reinforce that this is a great event. In their in the tour's mind right now, I, I I think and this is probably the thing that's gotten the tour in such problems is like why would you change the President's Cup? Why why would you do anything? It's a great event. Look at how much money we make. That's the that's the lens that they look through. Is is it's I think about that's taking a hit this year though? With just like I mean, the entire identity of this one is the people who aren't there. Not the entire, but I mean the identity going into it are. A bunch of guys, pref- this wasn't important enough to a bunch of guys who had a very, you know, had a earned a place to be there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, are they doing that? Are they going to live it? It means they can't, I don't know, play in, I, I don't know. I don't know what else. Something else that's supposed to be very prominent that the PGA Tour is trying to, I mean, the players apparently wasn't important to them enough. Some of them well, may lose major exemptions, I guess. Yeah, here Adam Scott talked about about live heartfeltly. Interesting, heartfelt. That's one way to put it. I think he's pretty cold and calculating. Yeah, uh, as opposed Adam to Scott talked about live and why he hadn't gone, and his was his his reason was like I can't play in the majors. I you know like the if I. If I lose my exemptions into the majors, like my world ranking, you know, what he depends on outside of the masters is world ranking exemptions. And if I lose that, that's what I've worked my entire career for is major championships. And I don't like it. You know, like I read that as as soon as live gets world ranking points, I'm gone. What? <laughs> What others read it as is this is I uh, you know I've I'm playing on the PGA tour means, yeah my legacy career and <laughs> so, what a, yeah yeah so I think I think like in that in that sense that's what the you know the crux of that debate is but you know with the with the President's Cup I don't I don't think people feel this way it's it's an exhibition right you know and it's 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 the one Royal Melbourne light. is one of the best events of the last five years. Yes. One of. Absolutely. Uh, however many you want to say, I don't know. But one of. But but then the the uh, Liberty National was a disaster. I left like, on Saturday. I drove yeah. back to D.C. It was a disaster. I remember I I toiled on taking a golf. Oh, trip. I remember that. You almost you almost came to that instead of I skipping a very going to a very nice golf course, right? And and I remember being I was I was in very far flung r- remote Nebraska just <laughs> cackling at the idea that I almost went to the President's Cup. So, but and you know, yet and yet there was a good amount of entertainment that came out of that. The, the Siwoo Kim was about Daniel it. Berger telling he wants to murder everybody. Justin Thomas screaming, Kisner and Phil dancing. Um, Tiger being there. Uh, that was like he had not been around at all at that point and then kind of came back um, and, and just his presence like this is not to say this is like this big consequential historic championship in golf but it, it is like a good a collection of bonanza. players where shit happens and it will again this week um, and I don't think it's going anywhere even though it's been grievously wounded should the captain's should they have, I, I mean, if they cared, prioritize this event, if they cared about the President's Cup continuing to gain a foothold or trying to gain any foothold, should they have just let the captains choose whoever they wanted to for their team? 
if you were concerned with the product uh, in terms of the competition, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I understand the reality of this being a PGA Tour owned and operated event. Like I'm not trying to stay live in a fantasy world here, but if the product was first and foremost, they would have let these Trevor Immelman and, it, you know, God bless him. He's, he's, you know, we've gotten to know him a little bit. Pick whoever he wanted to. He's been through, it's, it's been a tough scene for him, right? I mean, I think this, I think he's, I think he's still excited and it's not, it isn't like a bad thing, I think, but. I think he's um, handled it really well from yeah. like a political standpoint with the, with the PGA Tour be, running this event. He's handled the responses ex, as well as possible. He's been extremely, I think the, the thing I've, you know, this guy's been through, you know, it's been the probably the most difficult captaincy that anybody's had to deal with, and he's been extremely diplomatic. He he talked. He said to the said yesterday, like I praise these guys for you know that went for keeping me in the loop and being very honest with me where their heads at. Like he he didn't like he didn't drive by any of the guys. He he's been you know he talked he he talked about how like. Hey, listen, these guys are world-class athletes that are here with me. Like we can win this because these are world-class athletes. Like he's saying all the right things. And I think he's been put in a really, really difficult situation. But yeah, like if, if you wanted to, if you wanted the best event possible, like I just talked about, like there'd be legitimate, like, Hey, like Adam Scott and, and Cam Smith against Scotty Scheffler and, uh, I don't know who they're going to have Scotty Scheffler Burns. with, but like, so let's just say JT and Spieth versus Adam Scott and Cam Smith. That's a pretty interesting match, right? Now mm-hmm. Adam Scott and uh, and Cam Davis and versus Spieth and and uh, Thomas. That that doesn't really excite me. One Cam does not equal another Cam. Is what <laughs> yeah. you're suggesting here? Um, yeah, I, I, who's the Christian Leitner award? You know, when Leitner made the dream team or our youth, we're like, oh my God, it's got to go to Bezadenhout, right? I think. What about Pendrith? That makes sense. There's like a course fit. He nukes the ball. He was playing, he's Kim's in hot, and there's a natural pairing with um, uh, Corey Connors. Like, I can get behind Pendrith. Bezadenhout is just like a putter. Either puts well, well or he does it, and he doesn't like. I, I get. I, is there another South African on the team? I, 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 don't, I don't think, think there so. is. I think they just all went to Team Stainer. Um, I think you know one thing we you know that I was thinking about. Stinger hasn't been the same since they got rid of Henny Duplessis. <laughs> well, I'm glad you've been thinking about that. <laughs> Listen, Bazaden, um, <laughs> how? He shows up. He makes custom majors. Yeah. Is that the standard now for team competitions? He's made more cuts than he's missed majors. Who's the That's... Christian Leitner on the U.S. side? Kiz. I mean, is Kizner just the President's Cup specialist now? Maybe. It sounds like he and Billy Boy might be a pairing. Billy telling everybody doesn't know what the F they're talking about. When they say, you know, he wouldn't have made the team if not for a living. He wouldn't have. Billy going hatless this week. You know, one less thing to throw up in the air in exasperation when you don't have a hat on. Um, But are you most excited for Billy? Yes. Well, this is what I'm talking about. Like, what are we going to get this week in the fall golf series? Um, and, and, and I, does that mean this thing should exist or you have to watch it? No, but I, I think it's a, it's a highlight of the year of, of the, whatever you want to top eight events, nine, 10 events. It, it's, it's a different format and a different now. Is it forced down our throats a bit? Yes. This is what the PGA tour does. Again, I was reading my 2017 article. I was like, man, my one impression from the ground was like the PGA tour brings so many people to this thing. And bust their ass. Like, they are working. I had a bit of empathy. Like, they work so hard on this thing. But that's probably, it's like the players. There's, it's almost like they work too hard, right? They force it with too many people doing too many things. Um, so, like, it, it's meaningful to a lot of people. Uh, I just don't know that you can kind of force significance and prominence. It's better than, I think, what we would normally have this week, right? That's, not, you know, the, the, the Sanderson or the RSM or the Houston Open. I, I think... I'm excited to watch it. It is what I'm getting at. And I've said that now repeatedly. 
All right, let's talk about what you're most excited about. What, give, give me a few things on the American team and the international team that you are particularly keen to watch. What is the thirst bucket maneuver of the week? JT? Well, yes. I'm just saying, what's the maneuver? I, we already know. I, well, that's the thing. I was thinking there's a, a great chance for blowout. At the last blowout at the Ryder Cup, we saw him shotgun attempt. He did not successfully shotgun. He, he attempted to shotgun a beer unsuccessfully. You know, what yeah. is what is the thirst bucket move this week? It's, a, it's a great. Know, this is what I wanted to the, talk about. I love me some me shouting that. You remember that? I, I yeah. love me the Terrell Owens thing. Um, 2017, he's hopping around. Uh, 2018, I don't remember what he did in Paris. But yeah, that I'm interested to see where we go with that this week. Because there will be something, you know, he's just like, He's just beating up on, you know, K.H. Lee and, you know, <laughs> like, is he, does he have some little, well, what's he got going on? Some little strut, some Alabama thing. I don't know, but I'm interested to see that. What about you? Billy Boy is one for you? I mean, so Billy Boy is going to be it just must-see TV. They should have him. They should see if he'll, he'll go mic'd up. I, I would I would actually pay for mic'd up Billy Boy, like a mic'd up Billy Boy channel. Um, that, that to me is, is just going to be, be catnip. Like I, you know, I don't know if there's anything serious that you can discern from this for future team competitions, because like, I don't know. The Americans are dominant. I'm just going to say this. I don't really like the, the future of the, of the Ryder cup. Why? I, I think that the, the general, the talent in the golf world is international. The trajectory of talent. Like, I don't like the trajectory. I think like just the, 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 the talent concentration in America right now with golf and young talent is, is kind of absurd. Yeah. And if you look at like Europe last year, this time we were really excited about the Hogarts. They haven't there, really done much. Like yeah. there, there's not a lot to be excited about with your, like, I kind of think that this is going to be what we're talking about next year with the Ryder cup. Is there going to have, it's going to be like Rory and Hovland and, and what else? Is there a larger generalization to be made about what rewards professional golf? What, what we, what is rewarded now than prior decades, whereas you can just automatons that are built from age eight in the United States to speed it all over the place versus less creativity or less natural. I mean, all these all people are all naturally talented and do things we can only dream of. I think there's a physical aspect to it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, or it's just a good (laughs) run of American talent. I think there is trends, but I think the dominance I think it aligns and, and there's it's obviously it, it lags behind because players have to development develop, but the how American centric golf has become and where all the money is, is in America has probably led to the Americanization of the sport and the American talent boom, right? Like mm-hmm. what's what's fascinating is that basketball was obviously this way, right? Mm-hmm. And now international basketball is catching up, right? Where there's there's more international talent than ever before. The question is, will golf get there? Um, and, you know, it, it, golf kind of has the head of the reverse, right? Where it was the talent was early on. The majority of the talent was in the U.K., America, like I'm saying, like the 19, yeah, you know, because okay. it started there, right? Yeah. And America's had, but it's been very spread out because it's a global game. But the game has gotten so American that I think that's why we see so much talent. Like the concentration of the money in the game is in America. Right. right. The majority of golf courses in the world are in America. The majority of professional high, you know, high level big purse professional golf tournaments are in America. So like, I, I just think that that 
has led to this where that's why the average world rank on the American team is 11, you know? Right. Right. Um, it's, let's do, so, uh, we're going to get into some of those parents and how stacked it is, but let's do an ad read for our friends at zero. Wait, what are you? Okay. What? No, go ahead. What? What's, I was what? going to, you didn't, you didn't say anything you were excited about for the internationals. Uh, I really want to see Tom Kim and Sun JM. I think they're actually, they're guys who would play in this event together, regardless of whether live people stayed or, or went. Um, and you talk about the sort of the global trajectory. Obviously, Korea has to be a part of it. Um, I think that the, the the challenge for the international side, and I was like reading another, again, reading old articles about how they're all bought in on, completely bought in on analytics, analytics, right? Well, sometimes the analyticals, analytics create like, they don't see that, the obvious other hurdles that the president's cup has to deal with was the mixing of cultures. And I know Europe has different language barriers sometimes as well, but they're all like European tour players. Um, and most of them, there's not a language barrier for primarily, you know, for many of them, most of them. Like we've heard this now for like five, six, seven, ten 10 years from people involved with the president's cup on the international side, like the language barrier and the cultural cross-cultural differences are like a real issue so maybe like the analytics tell you that i don't sebastian muno munoz should be with sunjay im and tom kim should be with taylor pendrith i'm not saying they are but like there are so many other factors that you have to deal with with the president's cup that you cannot purely and i know americans like some guys hate each other and you can't pair them so there are those considerations too but it's a lot easier Patrick Reed's not on the team. It's, well, and Bryson. Sure. Could Billy annoy more people on his own team? Now that, you know, it's, yeah. fight, it's, fu- it's fun at the fight against Liv to just let the attack dog out into the yard. <laughs> but now he's come back into your own house. And you got to deal with him barking and chomping around the room in the kitchen, just turning over tables. You know, now you got to deal with it. There, there could be chatty Billy. Could start to get on his own team's nerves. Anyways, um, but yeah, so I, I do want to watch Sanjay and Tom Kim. I think they looks like they're going to be paired together in a way. Um, and <laughs> what about you on the international side? What are you most excited about? I mean, I think you, Sanjay and Tom Kim, you got early 20s potential superstars, right? Yes. And, and those are... <laughs> There's six guys or five guys on this team that you would say from a talent perspective are near a level of the Americans at or near, right? You got Hideki, Sung JM, Tom Kim, Corey Connors. I think, you know, obviously the putter is a problem, but like, yeah, I, I, if you, if you said to me, Corey Connors or Kevin Kisner, any, any golf course in America, or any golf course around the world, I'm yeah. taking Corey Connors right. a lot. Right. You know, like probably seven out of 10 times um, just because he hits it so good. And Adam Scott, right? You know, classy player. Not Obviously not what he once was, but still extraordinary. So you got you got five guys. And to me, the Sungjae, Tom Kim, the problem, you put them together and you've got a powerful pairing, but what if they lose? Because they might, they they might not be the better team. You know, yeah. th- this is like the tricky thing, right? Or do you like it? It's a it's a fascinating thing. How you've got those five guys, and to me, those are the five guys that have to play extraordinarily well. And if they don't play, if two of them don't play well, you're they. This is going to be a blowout. And the question is, do you centralize the power? Or do you like spread them out? I don't think they have a luxury to. You have to centralize and pick off. And if it doesn't work, it blows up. You can blow up because it will. And then you just hope we're slim to start. Then you hope that Siwoo and the Husky Boy when when like I mean the cage Husky Boy hype. A lot of Husky Boy hype that he you know did well in the pre visit you know two weeks ago. He did great. I mean we're Husky he's had a good year. here. <laughs> All right. I mean, guys won at Craig Ranch twice. This isn't like Xander Schauff. Like, they're just not the same level of players. So, here's they're the thing. Great. And this they're is, good pros. This is where, like, it's just like, this is, this, 
event would be great if it if it was if you had those five that I just listed off. Matt, you have a M Kim Connors, Adam Scott, <coughs> and then you added in Neiman, Cam yeah. Smith, like Louie, and uh, an answer. Like hey, all friends. of a sudden you're at nine nine players that you're like, okay, there's no there's not a huge talent disparity here, and then it's like filling out the back third, the back three. And it's like, you can sit all of those guys. You know, they had like, I think it was seven or eight new guys in Melbourne. And then they have seven or eight new guys this time. There's just no continuity outside of Adam Scott and Hideki. Um, I mean, Bassi Munoz, I have to, I keep hearing Here's about how he fits the course. The guy, like, I mean, we've seen him in contention. He just can't hit the golf ball anymore. He can't, when, as soon as it gets, the, the pressure comes on. He's like hitting shakes at the John Deere. Is that going to work in match play? Well, I think that's the other thing here. I saw Jordan Spieth talked about how he thinks these team, and I think this was actually like a real honest answer. He thinks these team match play events set you up for the next year because when you play these matches, it feels like Sunday at a major. And I believe this with yeah. match play. You believe I that about President's play- Cup match play? I believe it about any match play. Okay. You don't want to lose. And like it's like a match play, you know, this is just personal anecdotes. A match play situation in a tournament feels like you're playing in like a state like for me, a match play, you know, you get into a match play at a tournament. Those matches, whether it's a quarterfinal match or a round of six, I guess that's the quarter, round of 16, quarterfinal, like those play feel like you're playing the final round of a stadium. Like you, you ever, there's pressure every single shot. Like these things, match play does do that. And that's why you should be excited about this. Like you, you get to see in match play what guys are made of. Look at no case in point. Think about Lee Westwood at Hazeltine. He showed us exactly who he is. Could not booting it. Yeah. Like he's going to boot it because he, he just doesn't have it. And that's the, that's the, you know, maybe in, in look, Cam Smith, we talked about this Cam Smith taking down JT, I think was a huge moment in his career. And that ha- like we saw he had it, you know, and maybe, we see one of these guys that, you know, I, I would hesitate to say Mito because we kind of saw what happened. Right. But but I think he was pretty impressive outside of that in a major, right? Yeah. But, like, maybe one of these guys shows us he has it. I think Siwoo Kim, in a way, he he's done it at the players. He obviously had the RBC where Satoshi Kodaira, he had that awful end of uh, at the RBC. But, like... Maybe KH Lee has it, right? I don't I don't know. I'm but that's the exciting thing. And and I'm you know, Corey Connors has been around majors a lot. He hasn't been like seriously contending, but he's been uh, uh, in in the mix a lot, right? Yeah. The golden flashes. Big weekend for Kent State down in Charlotte. Um, all right, let's do an ad read for our friends. I want to keep talking about little little Prez Cup banter uh but let's do our friends uh ad read for friends at zero restriction the promo code is sgs25 they are the official apparel partner of the uh international side and the u.s side i mean i'd say that's a pretty big deal for they they are the outerwear they're the preferred outerwear supplier i want to get my title i get you know it's davis love and emelman this is what they picked the tiger picked them in melbourne you know, I think this is a pretty big deal, unless it's Lisa Pavin that's coming knocking on your door. This is a pretty big deal. They're preferred outerwear company of the U.S. and the international side. And you can Listen, use the promo they code SGS25. They do. And it's layering season. I've started to dabble. I don't want to be the guy jumping the gun. I don't want to be, you know, it's 58 this morning. I put on a one of their hybrid pullovers to walk my kid up the street to school. So I would suggest you go and stock up on. You could do waterproofs. They've got all Listen, the waterproofs set for the U.S. and international side this week. What? I think the thing about You're their layers, right they've now. got. Yeah, I'm wearing one right now. It's a very light. What I was going to say is they've got a variety of layers, right? Yes. Yes. They've got like 
it's funny. We gave out a ZR piece, a really lightweight vest to somebody to, to, to at an event. And somebody like a year later said to me, you know, I was thinking, when would I ever wear this lightweight vest? And then I tried it one morning and it was perfect. And I wear it all the time. And it's like, I live in a place where the mornings are really cool now. And I just, I have all a wide array of layers and different options. I can go light. I can go a little heavier. You know, like they've got, they've got every type of layering option for every climate. You know, if you're in the Southeast, I would say check out some of those lighter weight ones. If you're in the, in, in the Midwest, maybe you need to get some Huskies, some Puffy Boy uh, layers. Because uh, the, you know that's what's coming to you. You know, I, I I'm going up. I've got a trip up to the northeast here soon, yeah. and uh, I'm looking at the weather, and I'm like, ah, uh, I'm gonna need some. I'm gonna need to, need to bring some puffy boys. Uh, is this the kind of technical terms we should tell them to start putting on their website? You know, they've got all the technology. I was like, no, no, no. You could save some words. Just call it puffy boy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. maybe. Uh, but some of the you know you could do the waterproofs as well. I, I would splurge on one waterproof kind of set for the rest of your life. I'd do that. The Z2000. Uh, that's what the guys this week will have. You got the half sleeves. If you're a shacket enthusiast, like Gene Chizik, several other, you know, college football coaches, they've got those. They say they're designed with their lightest fabric to make it feel like a polo shirt. So they've got all the waterproof stuff. They've got the layers. You can go to zero restriction.com. You get 25% off. It's a good chunk of change when you add it up there in your cart and uh, using the promo code SGS 25. It's good enough. For the captains, I think it should be uh, good enough for us. All right. Continuing on with the President's Cup. Who's your official pick? I, 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 I'm so taking much, the internationals. There's so much President's Cup betting bullshit I'm, there. I'm rooting. I'm actively rooting and picking the, the internationals. I'm throwing all my support behind the international team. They're uh, the feel-good like story. Be the feel-good like feel story of the year. If the I internationals agree. could somehow win, the is problem there a task though, force if they win. Let me, yeah. I mean, think about what it would do to the Ryder Cup next year. And you know, here's one other thing: we'd never see Davis Love the Third as a captain ever again. And at this point, I, I, I am, I, I just. He's in the media car wash. It's just, it's time. I've got enough of, of DL3's thoughts on, on the state of the tour, you know, as he's been a contributing, his era is the contributing factor to why we are where we are with the tour. You know, I'm already sick of ZJ and we got a full year of like just stuff with him coming. Like he's just. Listen, the guy just wants to talk Big Ten football. Dancing around. He's just, he's, his hijinks aren't amusing. Um, yeah. I, so you are riding with the internationals. I'm I'm riding with uh with Captain Emelman Emelman or head or both or you just want it to happen you want it to I manifest just, well here, here I'm just gonna lay out the pros and cons all right pros of the international win like it would captivate the sports world that this like absurd absurd abs- you're talking a huge upset right so you you have like a great sports story in general. It would it would be a really fun weekend. Like be really fun to watch this event. Which is like reasons why you should root for the internationals. It's like, you know, if they pull it off, it'll be amazing. Like I'm not trying to be an anti patriot, but this is just like there's not not a lot of like history and reason to be like like there's no there's no history of feuds here, right? These are all yeah. players that all the players here play on the same tour, right? right? So that's those are reasons and then the spice that it would add for the for next year's Ryder Cup, right? You're you're gonna like all of a sudden it's going to be like can't like there's actual way more juice for next year's Ryder Cup and on top of the juice for this weekend. Now the cons. There's a huge con here. This event needs massive reform. And if the internationals win, that those meeting rooms at PGA Tour HQ behind the drawbridge will be saying, "There's Popping nothing bottles. wrong. This is the greatest event ever." 
There's nothing Buddy. wrong with it. We don't need to change anything. Two things can be true. We could have an unbelievable, like one of the events of the year with the internationals winning. And the and it absolutely needs to reform. Those two things can be true. Why does it but need massive reform? You it can't trot this it. out. Like who who got wants to go watch Alabama play I'm play not- Utah State? Nobody wants to go watch that. Yeah, I, I'm not trying to be an apologist for the press cup. I, I, I'm just trying to be realistic about like, do you think in, where the in tour t- is coming from? They probably just don't think it. I, I don't know. The right. Live maybe forces a reckoning with them. I, I, maybe it, they have it, to f- open the. It, in two years, do they let live players play? Um, then, then I, I could see not reforming it. Why is the Ryder? Why is the Ryder Cup dragging themselves into that? I get the European tour angle because they're strategic allies. That's why like PGA of America. Why? 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 Why preclude players from playing your team event that want to live? Why? Why preclude Bryson Brooks DJ? Is that what's happening? I I understand the reality on the ground of the PGA. It tour would be really hard to figure out a a point system. Sure. What? They could be captain's picks. I don't think CJ is going to go. I, I was no, just thinking about CJ, that today. CJ taking TJ as a, a captain's pick. I don't think so. It just doesn't make sense for the PGA of America to get involved in that whole deal. But, um, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, it would be. I'd love to have the internationals be nipping talk. I just don't know that like the PGA tour thinks this needs to be reformed, even with the live crisis that, you know, created on the one side. Um, We'll see. I, I think the Americans are probably going to win, but I know that's you're going, going out, out on a limb win. there. I think they're probably going to win by five plus points, which would, you know, put it. Do you like, think Sunday has any juice? No, no. Do you? No, because Not- like, you know, you're going to be counting on. Here's the thing. The internationals need like a four point lead going into Sunday. Yeah. And where they've gotten massacred is the foursomes. Like Justin Ray had this, I think it's 50 to 30 in the history of, or recent history, 50 to 30 and for all shot. <laughs> they've won four ball and one singles. Of course, singles, you get a lot of matches that are kind of academic in the back, back end of it where guys are like, you know, have a champagne bottle in one hand and a putter in the other. But they've won singles and won four ball. They've just gotten boat raced in four sums. So I, I just, here's the U.S., the practice round pairings, groups of four. Morikawa and Homa seems to be, you know, Cal may have a disgraceful football team, but on Saturday you can watch those guys together. They almost beat Notre Dame, speaking oh. of disgraceful football. I mean, teams. come on. Cam Young and Tony Finau seems like they're going a direction. So those four are a pod. Scotty and Burns, who are tight, and Billy Boy and Kisner, sort of the two elderly guys. This is a one-off. This Not going to see them on a enjoy, team. enjoy your victory lap <laughs> in team competition. <laughs> I mean, Billy Horschel wins things. He, who knows? He could win like W. He could win stuff between now and the Ryder Cup. He could be back. And then the last one's JT Speed, the Xander Cantley. Um, Are Xander and Cantley friends? The friend pod in the newsletter. I can't wait to hear more about how Xander and Cantley are friends off the course. The di- dial tone, dial tone buddies. Do they go on vacation together? Do you know what they're what they have not heard? Can others? It, it's it would. I believe they would love Napa if they if they if they ever put their heads together and planned a trip together. Is there anyone that seriously excites you on the U.S. side? I mean, the Billy thing is like kind of a half serious thing. Um, Cam Young? Yeah. I mean, these guys are just, can we talk, these guys, I mean, this is Quail Hollow. Cam Young is just, it's just ripe for the picking. Finau, Cam Young, sounds like the Bermuda Ruffs down an inch and a half. I don't, I've watched this event a ton. I went to the 2017 PGA. I couldn't tell you like much about any hole outside of 17. The Green Mile, like, why do we have to keep talking about the Green Mile? Because it has a name? 
None of those holes are really like 17th the, lawn park the funny, over water. The, and I remember the best part Thomas about it. <laughs> the best part about the Green Mile is that its significance is its distance. <laughs> like that's that's what it is. It's a mile. I, I guess like I just I don't know any the 18 sucks. I don't like 18 at all. 18 is an awful hole. I mean, you could Rory moment, you know, having to drop over on the left on the other side of the creek. I, I just, you know, what would make this event super exciting? What if they played the course at like 6,000 yards? Oh, God. There and it was go. just like utter chaos because that would be the best way to give the internationals a chance. It's just to present. Just a crazy course setup. Like, just like, that's the best way to make this event exciting is if if it just became a complete and utter free-for-all from course setup. Like, just make it wonky. Like, just, you know, if this was just, you know, you play from the forward tee on 10 holes, just out of nowhere, it would be incredible. Like, if that would be the best way to give this event juice would be to be, like, absolutely unpredictable with course setup. Do you think that's uh, the PGA tour has had that thought at all this week? No, I think they've probably given more thought to allowing live players in the field than that. If you were to walk across the drawbridge <laughs> and propose those two things, I think they'd hear you out more on the live live boys almost than getting a little wonky with setup. But yeah, we're gonna have low rough bombers paradise. Um, uh, Build out, lots of build out, a lot of, uh, you know, stands and corporate hospitality for this, that, and the other. But better, better or worse first tee scene than Whistling Straits. Oh, so you're down in the first tee, first tee scene. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Taking a shot at Whistling Straits. It was a little, those was Wisconsin me. fans we hear so much about, Packer fans, jump around fans. It was a little subdued, I would say. Uh, it's probably not going to be as... Do you think the Americans are going to be there? You think the fanatics are going to be there? <laughs> they can't yeah, I bet the, the PGA <laughs> Tour paid for... Brought them across. Oh, All right. I'm interested to watch this. I, I I don't know what to say. I think people... Are, there's a lot of mean spirit. Maybe I'm getting old and soft. There's a lot of mean spirited like pokes. So this means nothing... I just don't think that's the case for the people involved in it. Um, Listen, yeah, these guys are uber th- competitive, right? I think it's like better to than- be to be a pro- professional golfer at the highest level, which all these guys have gotten. You have to be insanely competitive, and match play brings that out more than stroke play. Like match play, half the thing is you just don't want to lose. Like all these guys hate losing. Like I play a match. Against Will, like when I play a match against Will casually in a practice in a round before an event, you know what? I fucking hate losing. Oh, don't let Will hear that. Like I don't, I I dislike losing. Uh, you know, I, I I got mad on a golf course for the first time in like forever, and I was playing against a guy, a, a mutual friend of ours, who's way better than me, way better than me. He's you know, especially at this point in my life. Hmm. And I was up and I be? lost it and I I threw a ball into the woods. And it oh was the first God. time. Oh, what? it was the first time I got mad in like six six years because I had him. I had him on the ropes and I blew it and I was so mad at myself. And it was like the first time I lost my cool in forever on the golf course. And that's what match play does because these guys hate losing. It's it just is the worst feeling in the world. So that's that's why this could have. This could be great. This could be a great event. Okay. Likelihood of it being a great event is very small, though. Okay. So like a lot of people are getting off their shots. I, I'm I'm happy that it's here and happening. I wouldn't say I've been looking forward to it all year, but I'm excited that it's occurring this week. Um. All right. So we have our picks. You're going internationals. I'm going U.S. Uh. I don't know. Twenty to ten or something like that. There's thirty points out there. Anybody get in a fight? Anybody get pissy with each other? I think Billy Boy is the natural option here. I don't want to talk. I feel like C. Woo is, you know, he obviously had his President's Cup moment, but like this guy runs hot. He, remember, he was in the contention of the Masters. He broke his putter. <laughs> <I'm> 15. 
like this, I think Simu is kind of an underrated uh, underrated player He's here. So like he, he you know, if you think about like who's provided some really good moments in, in their career, Simu Kim is is underrated. He he's way better than like uh, than Dial Tone Xander in terms of content. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, all right, let's continue on with our schedule for the week. I, I'm glad we got the Quell Hollow thoughts out there too. Full course breakdown. A lot of lot of thoughts on the rerouting content about rerouting. Oh. Like I just they're all the same. They're green. They're lawn. To, to me, putting those holes into the routing was the worst thing they could have done. <laughs> to be completely honest, because they stink. Seventeen's fine. It's the only thing I can remember. Seventeen. I mean, Is just, it? It's, no, I, I mean, mean how many courses have a long par three over, <laughs> over water? water? Is it memorable? It's relatively speaking to the rest of them. Um, all right. I wrote an article years ago about how eighteen, eighteen, like a, you did a whole yeah the the golf the golf architect that laid eighteen out has no understanding of basic golf course architecture strategy. I think the best thing they could do is move the green over left of the creek. Because then it would Chase provide angles. some it would provide some reason to hit it anywhere near the creek. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you don't hit it, you, right. hit, you could hit it in the woods like Jason Day and try that yeah. insane shot that he tried like with the lead and playing ping pong in the trees. And so it actually rewards you for hitting it away from the creek, which is <laughs> like truly an awful golf hole. Oh, all right. Let's quail hollow. Let's get on with their schedule for the week. We have the Walmart Northwest Arkansas Championship. Everybody's showing up for this one in Northwest Arkansas. Um, Nellie Corda, Jin Yunka, all the everybody's, well, you know, race to the CME Globe. I don't think they should have an event opposite the Prez Cup. Now, does that mean the Prez Cup what? should move out of the way? I don't know, because freaking their rights partners throws everything into the President's Cup, and it gets ignored when you have everybody. Do they? Yes. Like, mandate or not. Although, I mean, it does feel like <laughs> there's been some live defections on the coverage front, too. It's a little thinner, it feels like. Um, feels like they're just trying to, trying yeah. to make, uh, they're just trying to check boxes. The Pure Insurance Championship at Pebble Beach on the Champions Tour. The Schwab Cup is heating up, I'm told. Uh, and then the Kazoo Open de France at uh, La Golf National, where Patrick Reed is thirsting for points on the European Tour. He's playing in France. He did, what did he do? Wentworth, Boston. Boston, Wentworth, Chicago, France. He's just a natural sort of travel in September. And he's always played a lot. I like... I would say this is very consistent with Patrick Reed's career. I don't think this is a, a points thing as much as it's... Oh, the Kazoo France Open? He plays a ton. He's he a plays the Rolex events. He goes and plays... I know he does. But he just gave us a bunch of... I don't want the clay man coming after me, but he gave us a bunch of song and dance the about clay, how he The clay to- man's not allowed in courts in D.C. <laughs> Did you see that? Yeah. Like, I don't know what the right term is, but he got disbarred. I think, yeah, the clay man. Um, I I don't know. It seems like it's all right. Let let me just let me just hold on a second. I don't want to get into Patrick Reed's schedule. All right, last year he played twenty nine times. He's only played nineteen. Told us he went to live to play less. So this why is how many, but this is how many times he's played the last, all right, 2021, 29 times, 2020, 24. Obviously, that's COVID, right? 2019, 32 events. Yeah. 2018, 28. 2017, 33. This guy played, this guy is an Iron Man. He's played 19 oh this year. How, is he going to play 10 more? If he plays 10 more times, he gets to this low end of his career. That's like the, the if he plays 27 events, that's the lowest non-COVID year he's ever played. So he's not, he's actually telling the truth. What's the most, if you could place a guy on the President's Cup, 
like from the opposing team. Like Immelman gets to place a guy on the American. That see, this harmful. would be a great way for them to Would spice. Patrick Reed just be harmful. Be like, yep, he's eligible. You'd parachute him in on Thursday afternoon. Like he's on your team now, and whoever else is off. For the, the internationals, I don't know what you'd do. Bob Allenby, somebody like that. Like he's got to play for you guys. <laughs> Like, let's just get, you know, it's all a cash grab. This is all a circus for Citibank and Rolex or whoever else are the corporate sponsors. I know it means something to the players. I'm not saying that too, but it was, you know. I mean, Bryson would have to be up there, right? Oh, God. I saw some players having fun with Bryson getting clotheslined by the rope. Those fan videos. Lots of people are asking for Bryson rope hat, the thick boy rope (laughs) hat. The rope's going through the middle of the beaker. Be, uh, the best part of that was he grabbed the towel and just like, shit! You know, screams. Like, that's the best part. He's just trying to elongate the, the drama. Um, all right. Yeah. So that's it. That, that's that's your uh, Prez Cup preview, your schedule for the week. The Kazoo Open in France is Coffee Golf News. Liv sent OWGR a letter. I think we already alluded to at the top. They love to send letters to people who didn't ask for them. Um, this is just looking for PR. They made it public. They sent it to all the press. They're kind of trying to state their case in the court of public opinion. Um, there are criteria you have to follow, whether you're Liv or anyone else, and they haven't done that. I don't get too hung up on the 54 holes is not like a real golf tournament worthy of points um, stuff. I, I, do you? I, I think that's not super disqualifying, quite honestly. Um I think there's a lot of different events that get points and 54 versus 72 is, is not a winning argument for me. I think there's other things like, I just don't know how much you would give them with some of these fields that have, you know, some strength at the top, no doubt, but a lot of other just randomness after that so far. I think um, the tricky thing for the OWGR is that they just reworked their entire system. Yeah. Right. I think Max Homa had, I think what, Probably the best response regarding this, like, I think everybody's been going with, like, well, they knew what they were getting getting into. They don't deserve OWGR points, blah, blah, blah. But when you, when you zoom out and you think about what they... I've said this a million times. When you think about what the OWGR is, it needs to rank the best players in the world. There, two, A couple of things can be true, as everything, like... Should live events get OWGR points? In my opinion, yes, they should. And Max Weighted, Oma had quote, right? I mean, wait. Yeah, yeah, way. but like the problem, the problem is, is that the whole way that they give out points needs to be reworked to accommodate live. And they because this is a this completely year. different, and they just reworked them, and that was a multi-year process, right? <laughs> Peter Dawson's busy running the old course hotel, right? Yeah. So that's the tricky thing here, right? Is that should they get OWGR points? Yes. Should they retroactively get OWGR points like they're asking for? Absolutely not. Any (laughs) Duplassus? All those guys. The thing, too, that's illuminating is like Adam Scott's comments. I haven't gone because like I can't give up what I... I play professional golf for. I mean, these the live guys have been lying to players saying they were going to get OWGR points. That's very clear. And, you know, these players are a little bit, they're pampered Fs as Patrick Cantley would say, they expect thing, the, the mountain to move when they go. Right. But yeah. like the reality is like they signed up with no guarantees for OWGR points, unless those guarantees came from live, the live boys doing the selling you're what's illuminated is like the people the players that are complaining about owgr points that went over to live are not the sharpest tools in the shed and that's not surprising given some of the taylor gooch commentary right i mean this is the craig norman like playbook like just shoot and then ask questions later and write open letters yeah like I, I, i don't think you could just like there was no strategizing around this or foresight i guess to just think that you could bend, move mountains, like you said, or bend the will of like the rules. I just don't think like 
throwing a temper tantrum via open letter and just shouting about how you're good. Like there's a separate process here that they just didn't consider or they should have considered, should have started doing it a couple of years ago. Or, or I don't, I, you know, they're just not ready to do it. And, and the thing about this is like to really figure this out, I think there needs to be a lot of collaboration between everybody. And it's a bad look right now for everyone, right? It's a bad look for Liv, like, you know, effectively like complaining when they they knew some of the, the criteria and some of the things like, you know, like one of the basic criteria, you need to be in operation for a year, right? It's a bad look for the PGA Tour and, and the European Tour from the sense of like, you know, them being on the board and saying things, you know, and like everybody looks bad in this situation. And part of me wonders if there just needs to be a brand new ranking system. So if the status quo persists and it's a staring contest and OWGR refuses to certify and live, like what dies first? The OWGR? OWGR. Absolutely. Like you you can't have. Do you think it could be a fatal threat to live if they never give them to them? No, I don't, because I think that the the majors will just like you can't have Cameron Smith like you can't have DJ and Cameron Smith just plummet like that's Then what is the world rankings? If if Cameron Smith right now, you know, if they if he's I don't know what he could drop to by next Masters and he he's just winning live events. Do I think anything differently of Cameron Smith? No. Do I do I believe right now that Dustin Johnson's the twenty whatever twenty second best player in the world? No, like that's like right. then what is the OWGR? Right, it has no, it, it's lost its identity, right? right? And this has been the whole issue with weaponizing it, like the tour has done from the start. Is that it? It, it loses its actual value if you weaponize it against the best players, like some of the best players in the world. Now, like right. a, it turns, a better it response. Turns, they just turn it right around on them. Like yeah. I'm Cameron Smith. And what, all you've done is you're discrediting the OWGR by yeah. th- using it as a threat. They're they're ba- like, they, this is where like, you just look at what the tour's done and you're like, who the, who the hell is making these decisions? And with the OWGR, right? Like the right answer would have been like, listen, we need to figure out how to give you points because this is a tour and a setup that we've never seen before. And that's going to take time. And then all of a sudden that makes sense, right? Because like there shouldn't be points for coming in last. Like Phil Mickelson's plummet is representative of his play. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But right. like with under a no cut situation, he wouldn't be plummeting, right? Yeah. It's the same. It's the WGC conundrum, right? I cannot believe this is OWGR has become such a, you know, literally like topic one in the world of golf. But that's where this well, year you has saw gone it coming. Rise of it, live. I know. I know. I, it's I, because the tour decided to weaponize it. Yeah. Uh, so that's the latest in an open letter. It does not seem like the process is going to be sped up. I just, I think when they're asking for it to happen now, is well, not, they're, they're not in the right there. Necessarily. It, like the process is the process. If they started the Slovak golf tour tomorrow, they'd have to wait two years or a year and a half as they analyze it. Um, it, it just, it is a different, it's a unique case in point. Well, and sure. honestly, everything, I don't know what, the OWGRs like daily. I don't think they have full time employees. It's just like a. <laughs> it's you know. It also kind of pokes a hole that this is kind of ridiculous that a billion dollar sport, you know, billions of dollars of sport, is run by nobody. It's sort of this loose, yeah, meeting group every now and then, right? Like, and that determines it, it, who gets in majors, who doesn't. All sorts it, of earning deals and you know endorsement deals and everything. Yeah, it makes me think like, and I do don't want to like this is not me blowing smoke, but like it makes me think that there's like room for somebody to just create a a real world ranking and have and put some some semblance of resources behind it and say to every tour, hey, you have to pay us X amount of dollars a year, um, and it, it to you know, and this is this is what it is. Like we we're going to have employees. And this is, 
you know, because we're going to look at each individual event and like create, you know, because that's the thing is that these these live events can't be can't be rated the same way you rate a uh, major championship. Right. And, you know, the, the, the formula can't be the same because it's it's not, you know, the formula of a golf event has turned changed with them. Yeah, I, I yeah, the God, I, I don't know if we're like being very real benevolent to live with all like we're just trying to assess the golfers that are there and whether they should be getting points. But like, it just feels like the tour is just trying to also cry baby their way through it. And yes, the way that that's the what... open letter is like we want it our way, and it's got to be this way, and it's got to be done within the ecosystem that we want and by our rules, and that's just kind of never been the case until they got all the power, right? This isn't like it used to be players playing all over the place and the PGA tour was semi-dominant, not like, you know, exclusively like, and a lot of this shit's just made up on the fly, including the world rankings by Mark McCormick, you know, and the, whatever it was seventies. I just like, and now that the PGA tour is in a dominant position, they're trying to kick and scream about like, the history of traditions and heritage and ecosystems. And it's kind of always been a little split fractured, not always, but up until the last 10, 15 years when they became the head honchos, like by a wide margin. I, I don't know. I just, I don't think like the whole history argument is on their side and legacy argument all the time. Right. It's a new tour. There's goofy bullshit about it for sure. Their motives are, ill you know ill intended but to just suggest it's like i just think it's a power play by the tour all the ecosystem talk so i don't know well uh, they're not writing open letters they're in a probably pretty strong position in the immediate term because they're not going to be certified anytime soon uh lib but that's the uh, open letter talk so all right that does all it. right are we being too that kind does. Being no, I kind? just, I just think that if you've got the, I've, I, I think I've been very consistent with this for the last six months. Sure. If you've got the best players, if you got some of the best players in the world playing golf tournaments, they, it needs to have world ranking points. It's kind of just because it's different doesn't mean they don't deserve world ranking points. And it's, this it's, criteria they keep batting around, oh, you got to meet. It's, it's kind of fucking silly. Well, think about the incongruity of Patrick Reed playing the Kazoo France Open and being able to get points there and not being able to get points against some of the players he played against, you know, last week. Right? Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. All right. That's it. Uh, all right. Excited for the President's Cup, some of us. I'm very excited. We're getting pairings this this Wednesday night as we record. We'll be back Friday. with You're teasing this flashback as like one of an all-timer on the origins of the early days of the president's cup, Greg Norman, who's been banned from the QBE shootout. I can't imagine why he's, you know, crying fall over that too, but, but it sounds like flashback maybe into a, another boycott or mutiny of his. So uh, we'll be back. Talk a little press cup on Friday and a little flashback. Talk to you then. <laughs>